WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah. This hour of the Rich Key Show, sponsored by Northeast Men's Health, the expert in treating men's sexual health, five New England offices, or at northeastmenshealth.com. Talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork. And a father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the night's watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. All right, welcome into a Monday night edition of the Rich Keith Show here on WEEI, the day after the Super Bowl. And joining us for the Full Tank program is Nick Fitzy Stevens. Fitzy, how are you? Rich, I understand we are broadcasting Monday evening, but truly, it is Monday morning. M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, because now we face the great darkness. No football for almost dun, dun, seven months. Dun. Good news for us, though. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna spin a positive right out of the shoot here. Oh! In uh, just over two months, we got the most anticipated draft for a Patriots fan in 30 years. So we have plenty. We have plenty of draft coverage leading up to the big draft spectacular on what is it, April 25th, that Thursday mm-hmm. night for round one. Mm-hmm. We so, will be six to midnight once again. I can't wait. It is circled on every available Calgary uh-huh. apps, bells, whistles, alarms. Won't miss it. Can't miss it. It won't can't yeah. exactly, uh, but the Super Bowl played out last night. Now let me tell you this: first half was a snore. It was an absolute slog of a game. Uh, but then something funny happened, where teams started to score some points. Now some of it was field goals, but at least you were getting a little bit more of a back and forth affair. You end up getting the second overtime game ever in the Super Bowl with a controversial decision to start overtime, and then Patrick Mahomes. Uh, orchestrating a game-winning drive, winning his third Super Bowl in five years, back-to-back Super Bowl champs, as you've all heard, for the first time since Brady. But uh, your first reaction, overall impression from Super Bowl 58. Wow, man. Anyone who (laughs) bet against Patrick Mahomes, anyone who picks against Patrick Mahomes, shame, shame on you. Foolish you. Anyone who doubts this guy's greatness, what a folly. And I'm here tonight, Rich. Yes. I almost feel like it's my job, my role. I'm taking it upon my very narrow but loving shoulders tonight mm-hmm. to let people know yes. that it is okay All right. in New England, in Patriot Nation and beyond, to admire, to respect, to even enjoy the greatness of Patrick Mahomes right now as all the other hot take artists, blowhards, and, you know, Lava story guys, as they all look for their clicks and their quotes over, like, oh, he's the new goat. He's yeah. gonna be better than Brady. Ignore all that. This is ultimately the the noise Patriot fans need to ignore. Just appreciate Mahomes for the greatness 
that he is setting forth right now and the entertainment he's providing, you know, regardless of whatever Brady did. And no, you're not cheating on Tom Brady and the Patriots (laughs) just because. It's okay to acknowledge both. Yes, both. Very, very good. Two things can be true at once. Brady's the greatest of all time. Mahomes is probably now. I'll walk that one back from last week, a question you asked me. He is probably the second greatest quarterback of all time. And the guy is absolutely spectacular and he did that all himself last night oh he was it was a one-man show and i'll tell you it's probably the best and the worst thing ever to happen to him at least for the near future i should say because he wins the super bowl that's the best yeah. thing worst thing if you're in the chief's front office you're like oh we're good we could trot out valdez scantling and justin watson and a bunch of bums and you know whatever's left of travis kelsey he was a lot better in the second half than he was in the first half but that there's nothing there. It's it's Kelsey and a bunch of guys who are trash. You didn't even get a very good Isaiah Pacheco game, who has been pretty good for him. Surprisingly, but those receivers stink. Like and, and it didn't matter. They're super The entire yeah. talent yep. surrounding him. You know, I don't know if uh, if Travis Kelsey was just yelling at Andy Reid like, "How about I that? need a shot of something, bro? Come on." How when about he bumped that? into him in the oh, What the hell was that? I don't know. He got right up in his kitchen. And now Andy Reid's a big fella, right? So it's not like he went out and just shoved Mike McDaniel to the ground and it was like, oh my God, you got to call the cops. But he's a 65 year old man. Like, what the hell's That's Kelsey literally doing? literally elder abuse. You can yell, you can get in a, a heated you know, argument with a teammate or even your coach. Like, I think that that can happen, right? You're in you're in the, the thick of it. You're in the Super Bowl, for heaven's sake. Mm-hmm. But he got, like, right up in there. I'm surprised Reed didn't go down. I was like, what is he doing? Like, I don't know how you defend that. I, I did find it comical. The people online were like, yeah, Randy Reed should sit him down and he'll teach him a lesson. Like, yeah, that, that's a great idea. Teach the whole team a lesson. You can go lose right. the game. If you don't have the 93 yards receiving by Travis Kelsey, almost all of it in the second half. Yeah, you lose on that key game. drives, like on the final drive. Yeah, but Reed, yeah, but Reed proved the point, though. He, he's, he's yeah, bench him like Butler. Yeah, that but no, said, what, what yeah. do you think would have been the reaction? I couldn't help but go there immediately. Sure. What would have been the reaction had a player gotten you know into the kitchen, if not right up into the grill of a Bill Belichick in a moment See, like that? See, I think it's hard, it's hard to, to guess because we've seen him bench guys for less, right? You know, Pop Douglas fumbles, you don't see him for three games. You yeah. know, <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson fumbles, you don't see him. Nope. Wes Welker has foot jokes, you don't see him. Malcolm Butler does God knows what off the field, you mm-hmm. don't see him. In game like that? How about this for a cop-out answer? If it's Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, or Ty Law, he plays. If it's almost anybody else, he sits him down. I, I really think, like, in a situation like that, there is... Special treatment. Like if Noah Gray, no the Massachusetts own Noah Gray did that, I mean, you just go to the go to the locker room. Dude, like we don't need to see you. You're done. The, the 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 those famous three words that you never hear yeah. in sports anymore. Hit the shower. Hit the hit the showers, kid. Like if Patrick Mahomes went up and punched him in the snout, like he was gonna play the next next series, you're out there. I think there's special treatment for those uh for those uh Special players. players. Yeah, yeah. I kind of think so. But, yeah, you're right. Like, with Belichick, he's definitely snapped at players, and they've kind of given it back to him. But, I mean, we've never in 24 years seen anybody almost knock the guy down. No, and on the biggest stage, too, and you have so many eyeballs on him. Yeah. Because I don't I don't know what the ultimate numbers were. I'm not sure if we have full ratings yet for the Super Bowl. I'm I haven't sure seen was, them, but I'm sure it's going to be they're insane. They're going to be out there, and it's going to be insane. So you've got the most eyeballs ever on a Super Bowl 
Taylor Swift almost had a full minute of camera time. They cut to her so many times during the Super Bowl. So, so one thing like, about that, real quick, and I don't mind it. I know a lot of people are hot and bothered by it. I, I really don't. Me at all. I don't care at all. No. What's the What's the situation in these suites? I don't. I don't believe it or not. I'm not a luxury suite guy. I feel what? like every time they pan to her, she was with like a different group of people. Do you have like you don't have an area that you're supposed you to be? Wonder in? maybe if there wasn't a special one that they put her in because you saw the going price for a suite of like. I guess 30 people with the food and drink was $2.5 million. But it was her. It was Ice Spice. It was Blake mm-hmm. Lively, which was great to see some Blake Lively. Well, they're besties through yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Like yeah. they, They've hung a ton. So I've always thought this. Now, we're going to be a little scattered today. There's a lot to react to. We could talk about the in-game stuff, just the viewing experience, all of it. 617-779-7937. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey bumping Andy Reid. So Travis Kelsey, and this is not a new phenomenon but like he's okay. super he's super corny right like he, he's kind of cringe like oh. when he says stuff you kind of but you just mentioned blake lively so blake lively's married to ryan reynolds ryan the reynolds mr reverse cringe everything he says is so charming it's just oh. like well look at that guy charisma for days so much extra charisma i mean he is and he's legitimately funny that's got to be so weird and i'm sure plenty of people listening have this experience too where like your really good friend's spouse is kind of like you kind of roll your eyes. But, like, in that scenario, so if they go on a double date, Taylor Swift and Blake Lively are like best friends. Ryan Reynolds, hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then you have Travis Kelsey there doing, like, Viva Las Vegas. And you're like, no, Travis, do less. Do yeah, less. Like, We're tra- good. Like, Travis, you know who he is? He's like, they sit down at a really nice restaurant, and before they even, like, get a chance to, like, pull out the really fancy seats and put yep. the napkin on your lap and whatever else and open the expensive sparkling water. He's already slid a 20 into the vest of the waiter <laughs> and just been like, keep those shots coming. You rep us out of the finest you got. Like, like what are you yeah, doing? Can we just sit down. Like, they have elegant cocktails. Yeah, we might get a nice fine. plate. I've got it. Like, Ryan ordered ahead and decanted a wine. Like, Ryan actually ah, owns the place. So, yeah, just, just treat him with a little bit of respect. Uh, but back to Travis Kelsey smashing into Andy Reid. Here was Kelsey after the game. When you and Andy Reid had that, what I call a very engaging conversation. Oh, you guys saw, you guys saw that? What was the conversation well, about? Was know, it, there were a few cameras. I mean, was it, hey, I need the ball I can help us win what was that about uh man it was uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it between us unless my mic up tells the world but uh I was just telling him how much I love him <laughs> yeah I guess but you know, great revisionist history time you'd be like <laughs> hey what you mean when I was when I was guilty of elder abuse when I bumped into my coach and almost shoved him to the ground and the cameras broadcast it to a billion people of the world as my superstar girlfriend who happens to be the most famous person on earth was watching yeah I'm yeah. under a little stress. Back off, bro. I wonder what, I wonder what uh, Taylor thought about that whole thing. I don't know. I mean, we've seen him get fired up on the sidelines before. That's not the first time that, that Kelsey uh-huh. has. And I don't mind guys getting fired up on the sideline, but that was such a, uh, like, something that you don't see, right? Like you said, it, mm-hmm. and in that setting. Now, it is weird. Like, his usage is kind of odd. Not making an excuse for him bumping Reed. I'm just saying. He's in and out a lot, and it's like, all right, when he's out, I guess they're going to run it. You might as well have him out there for the threat, but whatever. It ultimately worked for him, but in that first half, they weren't doing anything offensively. The Chiefs, the scoreboard didn't say it. It was 10-3 at the half, but they were getting smoked, it felt like. The game was super lopsided. Forget about the fact that Kyle Shanahan now is guilty of having once as an OC, twice as an HC, three 10-point leads or more, leads of 10 points or more, in three separate Super Bowls and not being able to find a way to put the game away or ice it for his team. Uh, 
Why couldn't they get a bigger lead in the first half? How many different missed opportunities were there? How many times did they have batted balls? Yeah. Uh, you know, just like quick little miscues, missed receivers, calling a pass when they should have called a run, calling a run when they should have called a pass. Like, they were out of sorts. But what was it, like 125 yards to 10 in the first quarter? Like, it was a yeah, it was... massive mismatch. Kansas City showed up. Excuse me. San Francisco showed up ready to ball. Oh, yeah. And, they, and speak, they had the ball for, like, the most of the quarter, most of the half. Like, they were in f- complete control. But the McCaffrey fumble really cost them because if they were able to get points on that oh, trip. I mean, and that's their first guy, First over 400 carries. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. And so, yeah, they should have had a bigger lead. They didn't. And then we'll get into some of the decision-making, especially in the second half, and the decision to take the ball in overtime. We'll get to all of that with you guys. 617-779-7937 is the number to jump aboard. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy as we're breaking down everything from Super Bowl 58, uh, the winners, the losers, and everything in between. Uh, again, you guys can join us. Also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram as well, at Rich Keefe Show. But right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with some headlines. The Kansas City Chiefs, the 2024 Super Bowl champions, they beat the 49ers 25-22 to in the final seconds of overtime. This is the second straight for the Chiefs, their third in five season. It also marks their second win over the 49ers in the Super Bowl after they beat San Francisco following the 2019 season. Patrick Mahomes snatched his third Super Bowl MVP trophy, completing 34 of 46 for 333 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Brock Purdy was 23 of 38 for 255 yards and one touchdown. And despite the rumors at an earlier press conference, Andy Reid confirmed he will not be retiring, saying, quote, he hasn't even thought about it. The Celtics beat the Heat yesterday 110-106 to in Miami. Jason Tatum had 26 points. Porzingis had 25. Jalen Brown had 20. The Celtics have the night off tonight. They're back at it tomorrow night when they'll be in Brooklyn to face the Nets. Tip-off from the Barclays Center at 7.30. Bruins lost to the Capitals over the weekend at home, falling 3-0 to to Washington. Defenseman Matt Grizzlick received a five-minute major in-game misconduct for sparing a Capitals player. Grizzlick was also fined $5,000 by the NHL Department of Player Safety. Bruins back on the ice tomorrow night. When their current homestand continues, they'll take on the lightning puck drops at 7 p.m. from Causeway Street. I'm Sids. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Key shows coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. First and go at the three. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown. It's caught. Hartman caught the ball. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won. The entire bench empties. Chasing Mahomes in the end zone. Their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58. 25-22 in overtime. 
Kevin Harlan on the call as the Kansas City Chiefs get an overtime win in uh, Super Bowl 58. And as he said, back-to-back champs, first time since 0304 when it was the Patriots. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I, talking about everything from the game with you at 617-779-7937. Before we open up to the phones, Fitzy, the decision mm. by Kyle Shanahan. Hate it. <laughs> to take the ball in overtime. I'm sorry, Kyle. It's not sudden death anymore. And it's the, the overtime rules have been revised a couple of times in the NFL. It used to be sudden death, first score wins. Then it was like, eh, I don't know if it's fair for a field goal to win. So now it has to be a touchdown to win. And then they're like, I don't even know how, how fair that is. So now everybody gets a crack at the ball. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers, and their analytic team, was so worried about the third possession that they mm-hmm. overlooked the first and the second possession. So that was idiotic in real time. You do not want the ball first in the new overtime rules. You just you just don't. So they go down the field, kick a field goal, and now if Patrick Mahomes scores a touchdown, which he did, game is over, you don't get the ball back. It's as simple as this. These 15 words strung together in one sentence. Why would you give the ball to Patrick Mahomes with four downs in the Super Bowl? I mean, you just don't like. I, I don't like, really get by it. taking the ball first. Yeah, unless you are dead ass confident that you can score a touchdown. And they knew that their defense was on the ropes because Mahomes had scored his previous three drives, and he was on one of his famous second half heaters. So they really could do next to nothing to control him. Yeah, yeah, you got to score a touchdown, and they came really close might want to get a body on the best defensive lineman they have on third and f- third and fourth the nine yard line guys so but one thing i would say too so is the, the niners defense was good in this game i i can for make... the majority of the first half they got i think they got tired because the offense was running all of the wrong plays in the second half i can he make... didn't run the damn ball in the second half rich right no yeah. i know no Shane, i think shanahan had a bad game i think shanahan had a, well he had a bad second half and a bad overtime decision is what ended up happening with with him and what I, I don't really get it either because you go back to that Falcons Super Bowl where he's the offensive coordinator when the Patriots complete the 28-3 to comeback, mm. and their running game wasn't great, right? It was, uh, it was a Devontae Freeman and yeah. whoever else they had. And then Tevin had, Coleman. Yep, Tevin Coleman, right. And then you had the MVP in the league in Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Not making excuses. He, he butchered that, bungled that, the whole thing, but at least it was like your MVP guy. This is so different. This is... You have Christian McCaffrey, who led the league in rushing, is -hmm. the best offensive player you have, Mm -hmm. and you're like, no, let's have Brock Purdy sling it a little bit more. (laughs) If anything, you'd be like, I have the last pick in the draft. I'm just going to have him hit. We get a lead, especially after Mahomes throws the pick. We have a lead. I was, as somebody who took Chiefs money line, as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, man, they're just going to hand it to McCaffrey. He's going to pick two carries. It's going to be a first down, first down, first down, and then this might be the Niners. Mm-hmm. But then he he decides to keep throwing it and gives the Chiefs an opportunity to get the ball right back. I think he screwed that up. And then the overtime thing, that is a that is not a uh like a second guess or anything. That's just straight up wrong. Uh I feel like maybe you would have an argument if you were going into overtime and the score was 49-49. It was like that old Chiefs Rams game from years ago and you're like nobody's stopping anybody. So they're going to score, then we're going to score, and then we're going to get the ball back or whatever, or vice versa. But that wasn't really right. the case. As good as Mahomes was in the second half, they scored one touchdown. They mm-hmm. had one touchdown in the second half. Correct. So That's it. the defense was playing well for the 49ers. 
if you said, all right, they're going to have the ball first, you get the defense all fired up, like, hey, we're putting the ball in your head, like, even if you hold them to a field goal, we feel con- we're going to win this game. Nope. Instead, you go down there, you move the ball all the way down the field, but then you're forced at that point to go for the field goal. You have to kick the field goal. You take the points, and now you give them the ball, and then, I don't know, that it was almost reminiscent of when Tom Brady and the Patriots won the toss in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. As soon as they got the ball, you're like, all right, game's over. Yeah, as soon as Matthew Slater learned that he won the coin toss, it was like, yeah, we'll take the ball. We'll like, score. That's they just be won the another the Super Bowl. Like they haven't even, yeah, that's that's how it Just like exactly they did in overtime against the Chiefs as well. Yeah. Like, we'll take the ball. We'll hammer it down their throats. We'll score a touchdown. Yeah. Game over. Now with these new rules, uh, hold on. Got to tap, tap if not hit, slam the brakes on here. Um, question to the San Francisco 49ers team at large. How in the F did you possibly not have all of your players on the same page knowing what the new overtime rules were? They didn't You've know the got rules. you smart players who are major contributors, like Kyle Juszczyk, who's like, yeah, I didn't really know the new rules. How the hell? How in the holy tinder blank did you not inform all of them that the rules have changed now? I put that all on Shanahan, too. I put that on Shanahan, because I think if, uh, if a team knows it, or let's say the Patriots, right, we always bring it back to us, if the Patriots... If they knew it, be like, oh, look at Bill, look at Bill, chess checkers, the whole thing. So Kyle Shanahan kind of panics when the game gets close, changes his play calling. He doesn't know whether to kick or receive, and he screws that up. And then his team doesn't even know the rules. So uh, that's not a great sign. So all of a sudden, Kyle Shanahan, it was a bad, bad game for Kyle Shanahan, who did have a lot of pressure on him. You know, we talked about it on Sunday during the big game brunch. Uh, nobody had more pressure on them, probably, then Shanahan, I think you can kind of make a case for Purdy. It's different, you know, the pressure's on both of them, but Shanahan just has had a lot of good teams. He's already anointed as, like, this unbelievable offensive mind. You want all the guys off of his coaching staff to coach your team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he has a lot of Philadelphia Eagles' Andy Reid to him. And so it doesn't mean he can't shake it off. I mean, look at Andy Reid. The second half of Andy Reid's career – has been significantly better than the first half. Yeah, because he's got Patrick Mahomes. He does. Doesn't have Donovan McNabb throwing up in the huddle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's sort of the difference. No, but- he doesn't. Like, how, okay, you know how, like, remember in Sean McVay's early days with the Rams, back in Super Bowl 53, he was known for having a get-back guy? Yeah. You know, like, when he would, like, get, get so excited, he'd run on the field, and the guy would literally grab yeah, you the pull him and back. Pull him back. All he had to do is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, how come Kyle Shanahan doesn't have a don't choke on this guy who just every time he's going to make oh, coach, coach, hold on, hold on. With the new overtime rules, I'm pretty sure yeah. we should kick to start overtime. Kick or like, hey, kick coach, guy. coach, that's the seventh pass play on third down in a row that you've run. I was going to say, have, they should have a, uh, they have a, run game, a run game coordinator. Yeah. I know they have a pass game coordinator. The run game coordinator should be like, hey, maybe give it to McCaffrey. The guy's having an unbelievable season. He's the offensive player of the year mm-hmm. he's uh, they're like no next to Mahomes he's probably the best overall all-around yep. offensive talent in the league if we just they're if like, we nah. try to win the game through it nah. nah we're good all right let's hear from you guys here 617-779-7937 let's go to Travis in Lynn what's going on Travis hey what's going on boys hey, hey. yeah I just wanted to call in and say I I appreciate good football I do so I, I appreciate what, what, what Patrick Mahomes brings to, you know, to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still a little sore. I was rooting for the Niners last night. Obviously, you know, coming from, coming from New England, with Purdy being the last 
draft pick and getting his team all the way to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping he's the next GOAT. You know, no one will ever replace Brady. Brady. But um, well, I'm hoping that. <laughs> also, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? He's, he's made it Well, so I far. mean, I think you might he's be the so there, there might be the future GOAT on the other side. I don't think it's Brock Purdy. I think the other guy might be in the running, though. I, I just like the guy. I'm I'm rooting for the underdog. That's you know what I mean. I'm rooting for the underdog. Last round, last round pick. Um, the other thing is, man, I, were they running a quarter on defense? I don't know what they. I don't know what they were. Who doing. San Francisco? But, yeah, I don't know what they were. Well, doing. Well, so one thing that they were doing, and uh, they were disguising their man in zone, right? And even Romo yeah. was on this sort of at the half. Was like, all right, they did a good job, kind of confusing the Chiefs, but. He's like, Mahomes and Reed are going to be on it in the second half. Like, that's one of the things. Like, that's, you know, Andy Reed is such a great coach, and he's yep. uh, one of the greatest offensive coaches in NFL history. Like, no no hyperbole. So, all right, nice job. Tip of the cap to Steve Wilkes' defense at halftime, but they were going to come out and kind of be able to diagnose it in the second half, which mm-hmm. they did. Now, they needed a huge special teams play. They needed uh, that punt. Like, what a game changer. And that's really when the game kind of – kicked it up a notch too. You needed that turnover on special teams and then suddenly it got both offenses to kind of move the ball a little bit, score some actual points. Yeah. I just little like all the little things. There is that little aura when things are going right for these, you know, legendary all time players like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Then bounces and kicks and caroms, uh or like defensive stops when you make a mistake like the pick, they all end up going your way. Like he's just got so many horseshoes and rabbit's feet shoved in various various parts of his general <laughs> playing self. Yeah. Yeah, or, or just under his dad bod, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, and then, like, the play I was most impressed by last night was on the gotta-have-it drive in overtime. It's fourth and one. And he just basically calls his own number and boots right off tackle, like on a, on a little read option play. Oh, my scoots God. Scoots over there, and then later on calls his own number again, gets 20-some-odd yards, like 66, 66 yards rushing for Patrick Leading Holmes rusher and leading passer. May yeah. as well have just been his own leading freaking receiver while he was at it, too. Yeah, no, he was, he was awesome. Uh, all right, let's go to Matt in Rhode Island. What's going on, Matt? Hey, Matt. Uh, sorry. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, so the thing about Mahomes, I thought was the most impressive last night is how many bad snaps. Uh, that kid's an all pro center. He was playing balls off the ground all night. Yeah, you know you're I mean, right. Like they were like, they were slow, and he he was bent over for every single struck and snap. It felt like, and yet it didn't matter. Yeah. So now I'm going to go off the reservation on my by Kyle Shanahan. I think this off season to ease the pain, him and Chris Simmons to get. Matching tattoos on the small of their back. This is choke artist. Um, when you, when you, <laughs> I don't know if you got that one, but um, I got it. Yeah. Anyway, when you when you leave it to the analytics department, uh, uh, this is another thing I'm so happy about. When you leave it to the analytics department to make these decisions, they don't put like they haven't had a logarithm yet to figure out like what Patrick Mahomes is, what Tom Brady is. So, like, I actually. I, I would actually fire the guy. I know everyone see, says he's the best coach. Like what, this is not the other thing. Like today, he he wouldn't be working for the San Francisco Forty Nineers. I mean, it's just unexcusable to do that. Well, so I'm not gonna. F- I can't fire the guy. I think we could we could poke holes in him and be like, he's not he's not there yet. There's something about it when he gets uh, in like the biggest moments of his career, kind of falls apart a little bit. 
I feel like, well, let's hear from him first, and then then you can make the decision on whether or not, as the front office, you would fire. Here's Kyle Shanahan on the overtime decision. Uh, it's just something we talked about with, you know, the, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal, and if, if we did, then we felt it was in our hands after that. So he has a reason. I hate the reason. I think it's a yeah. stupid reason. I think it's the wrong reason. But it's not like I don't know. We panicked. You we- should have seen what we were gonna call when we t- when it was tied up, man. We had a plan. Yeah, I I had no idea. I, we panicked. Uh, we had a guy run out there who actually wasn't even a captain, and uh, like Jair Alexander, and he called it, and then wanted the ball. No, they had a plan. That they have their analytics department. So much like Dan Campbell going for it on every fourth down. I guess the analytic department told Kyle Shanahan. So it almost is like it's not the head coach's decision. So John Lynch is not going to fire Kyle Shanahan because it wasn't even Shanahan's decision. Everybody, they all came up with that. It's just so stupid. It came from the data hive. That's just, that's one where I know there's really two camps and you have media members kind of screaming on both sides, right? Like you'll have Mad Dog and Will Bond and others being like, get these stats out of my face. And then you have others like Mina Kimes and Greg Olson being like, well, if you can't adapt with it, like, you know, this is, this is just true. These are the numbers. Like, God, like it's, it's gotta be somewhere in the middle. Like you can use all these stats, but then when you're in the Super Bowl and you see how your team has been playing, you see how your defense has been stacking up against Patrick Mahomes on the other side. You're already worried about the third possession. You're like, I know uh, both teams scored one touchdown or whatever in the first. I guess the, the Niners scored two. It's not like it was a touchdown tsunami, and they're no. like, we assume we're gonna we're gonna score a touchdown, then they're gonna score a touchdown. Like based on what? Nobody was scoring touchdowns at that clip in the in the first four quarters of the game, and now all of a sudden he's convinced. Ah, back to back touchdowns. And then all we need is a field goal. That's so dumb to be like, oh, we're we're thinking about that third possession in overtime. Why are you look? Why are you looking ahead to the future when you don't even know if you're going to get there? Like you have to Bizarre. live in the now and make them. I mean, and again, they, they, they were until there was some sort of protection mishap and nobody covered freaking Chris Jones on third and four from the nine. It was such a weird yeah. mishap. And so, uh, but also, like, I hate to say it, like you know, we'll put all the blame we can on Kyle Shanahan, but there's a reason why, and I'm not sure if you've heard it yet. Maybe we can effort to get this in a little bit. I don't know if you heard Nick Bosa after the game. Holy smokes. You want to talk about somebody who was just at rock bottom. Bosa, the, yeah. No, the, I don't think I did. The 49ers defense. I mean, you, okay. They had a game. You got they the ball. Yep, they game. had a game. Mm-hmm. Like, also, we're not, giving, we're not giving Brock Purdy his flowers just yet as well because he led them on two scoring drives. He put them ahead twice in the fourth quarter, and the defense let them down both times. Now, again, you're going up against Mahomes. Probably 85 to 90% of the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL are not going to be able to pull off what he did two times in a row. But, man, would it kill you? To, uh, just one four-down stop, would it well, kill them? As somebody who had a, a lot tied into Brock Purdy throwing a pick in different parlays, he, yeah, was pretty, he was pretty good with the ball. You know, like there was a couple that maybe they would have been like crazy good plays by the Chiefs to pick it off. But, yeah, he wasn't like I didn't think he was great. But he wasn't bad. Uh, he had he had a solid game for him. I mean, the play calling got kind of getting away from McCaffrey, and then you know what's going to get forgotten in a couple days, couple weeks. 
Jawan Jennings having the game of his career. That Whoa. guy that guy would have been the Super Bowl MVP had the Niners won it. He's well, throwing touchdowns, Bowl catching MVP touchdowns. He was going to be Moody. The freaking oh, kicker that like Moody. took out a, a took out like a, a nicotine pack on the way <laughs> to the field and tossed it and then yeah. went and blasted Just a fifty five yarder. He had what he had two fifty plus yarders and we were saying before the game we're like oh that guy like what a liability compared to Butker. But now he did have an extra point blocked so that was on him. Uh, but still yeah he was just drilling field goals. Yeah, I mean I it was mean, a field goal. You see if why you they like drafted goals, him in the third yeah. round. Rich, now you see why no, they true. took him in the third round. The guy like Money Moody, my father-in-law called him last night because he's a Michigan guy. Like, oh, yeah. he was great in school. He struggled this year. I don't know if Ryland's ever. I mean, we saw Ryland blast a fifty-four-yarder that probably yeah. cost us the chance to drift the quarterback yeah. we want. Thanks a lot, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Mike in Fall River. He's up next. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, I don't know if anyone noticed this. This drove me crazy last night in overtime. Did anyone notice when Patrick Mahomes made the pass? To, I forget the wide receiver, but he backtracked and ended up becoming second and 14. Valdez Scanling, yeah. And then the defensive play call by Steve Wilkes is a, like a prevent defense. Mm-hmm. And they gave up, and right. he had four four downs. Uh, Yeah. Oh, they were way back. Uh, thanks for the call, Mike. Yeah, it was like they took that and they're like, all right, we're good now. And they went way back. Uh, and then he was able to, who do you go to next? I think it was Rice, right? Rice caught the pass for like yep. 13 yards and got him right back in a, in a good position. That's a great call. They had like five guys. The, it looked like they had like three corners and two safeties looks like all a Hail Mary on defense. the line. Like, all right, you're yeah. not going to get past here. Like, all right, well, actually, surprise, we're not only going to be able to get there, we're going to be able to go past it as well. Yeah, they were in a super prevent defense. I don't know why they went so safe. That's the worst kind of defense to play against somebody like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, did you not see the the famous 13 seconds game where Buffalo played on their heels and he was able to zip down the you know 35 yards down the field so Butker could blast a 50 yarder like there was no pressure on him no. and then of course later on when they put pressure on him he's anticipating it uses his legs and that fault is scaly play with what <laughs> where is he going uh, that guy's I mean Mahomes is working with nothing They're, the nothing. Wi- just the wide receivers take Kelsey out of it mm-hmm. is worse than the Patriots. He'd be better off with the Patriots guys. And all we did was rip the Patriots guys all year. Now, maybe Rice gives you a slight boost, but would Mahomes be better off with uh, Bourne, Pop Douglas, uh, Parker, and uh, Smith-Schuster? I mean, he he actually got something out of Smith-Schuster last year, so maybe the answer is yes. Yeah, and just imagine, though, so this will likely be Kelsey's last season. Imagine if they throw a bag, like we were talking about yesterday on Big Game Brunch, at Mike Evans for like, hey, you want to win one more ring? Come on up here. Get you 16 tutties, no problem. Or like, hey, T. Higgins, you want to remember when we beat you in the AFC Champion? You want to come back? You want to go back again a couple times? Let's mm-hmm. go. Not too I mean, bad. It, yeah, it I, would be something. But you had a good point earlier, Rich. What if the front office is now like, we're good. we don't need to give him squat and look what the guy can do. We're not spending money on that. I either. feel like that happened to Tom Brady. And so if you're trying to mirror the two together, there are going to be years where Mahomes has a receiving core like this or even worse. And then there's going to be years where they, they're like, uh-oh, we got to reverse course and go the other way. Uh, taking your phone calls as we continue to discuss Super Bowl 58, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid, uh, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot to take away from uh, from both sides. Plus, we'll mix in a quick bet du jour for uh, I got to try to win some money back after losing all my money during the Super Bowl yesterday. So we'll do that. Coming up next, it's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEI. 
can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash BostonWEEI and check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. here on the Rich Keep Show with Fitzy WEEI full tank program as we're reacting to the Super Bowl the Chiefs overtime victory real quick let's uh, get our bet to yours on the record before these uh, basketball or hockey games get going at 7 7 30 rip around the room right now Fitzy what do you got tonight all right, I only made a couple of bucks like small bucks thanks to bonus bets yesterday yeah. on the Super Bowl so I'm looking to just go simple straight chalk tonight Big game uh, at the Ficor Center out in Milwaukee tonight between mm-hmm. the Bucks and the Nugs. I'm going to take Milwaukee on the money line at home tonight to defend home right. court against the defending NBA champions. I bet it's going to be a great game, but Milwaukee's a wagon at home, so uh, I'll take the Bucks on the money line. All right, I'm going to go in that same game. Give me Giannis over 30 and a half. Matchup of the two best players in, the, uh, in basketball, two recent MVPs, Jokic and Giannis. Giannis at home. I'll take him over uh, 30 and a half. Stiz? Warriors in Utah taking on the Jazz. I'm going to take Draymond Green uh, to get over eight and a half points plus 100. Okay. I thought you were going to say over eight and a half punches. Smacks. <laughs> he might smack a guy or two. That's uh, to be kicks, expected. Kicks to the baby maker. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right. Right back to the uh, the phones with you. Let's go to John in Attleboro. He joins us next. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. So, Shanahan is so overrated, and I don't know if they're ever going to get over the hump with him. I mean, he just gets too cute in these moments. Like, I don't know why he just wasn't pounding the rock to McCaffrey when they needed to towards the end. But the other thing is, too, that, you know, when Brady and Belichick and Brady down in Tampa beat Mahomes, when they had the opportunities to score in the first half, they did because they knew that Mahomes was going to come back in that second half and, you know, almost did it in the AFC championship against the Pats, but, you know, they got to overtime and won it. But the other point is that if they score seven more points in the first half and it's 17-3 instead of 10-3, Chiefs don't come back. They were already unraveling. I think you put seven more on them and they would have continued and people would have been punching each other out on the sideline and Kelsey would have lost his bleep. Even more so, but I just think Shanahan just gets in his own way and gets too cute in these moments. Yeah, I agree. As far as Shanahan's concerned, I thought they should have ran the ball more. I mean, this was huge. If you go back to uh, first possession of the second half, so you're like, all right, it's ten three. Uh, Niners dominating though at the half, so it should have been like the caller said. It felt like it was seventeen to three. It felt like it was twenty to three, but it was ten three, and the Chiefs get the ball. So you're like, after all of this. The Chiefs could march down the field and tie the game. No, they don't. They throw a pick. Like, what was it? The third play of the second half, they throw a pick. And then what happens? The 49ers have three consecutive possessions of three-and-out punt. You can't do that when you are gifted a chance. (laughs) Basically, Patrick Mahomes, like, slipped and punched himself, then got up in the corner, and then instead of going over to the corner and knocking him for an eight-count or actually just delivering the fatal blow... You yourself decided to get cute in the approach. I don't understand. So I, I, I want to say don't those understand how they didn't capitalize on that. Nine total plays for minus two yards. I think McCaffrey got one carry in there. 
Good, good thinking. And it was like, that's it. And then, but the defense was holding their own. The defense at that time forced a punt, uh, forced a field goal, and then forced another punt. And then it was the special teams blunder that led to the touchdown. Now all of a sudden Kansas City has the lead. But to Purdy and McCaffrey and everybody's credit on San Francisco's side, it wasn't over. They went down and scored a touchdown of their own, missed the extra point, which is huge. And as you know, Tony Romo would tell us, mm-hmm. being up three versus being up four is is different. It's funny how that funny how that works, huh? How the hell did the extra point get blocked? By the way, obviously low trajectory on the kick from Moody, who doesn't need to like kick it low and long because it's a big kick. It's only thirty three yards versus the mid fifties that he well, actually Jay Feely, blasted. Jay Feely put it all on him. He was like, "That's one hundred percent on Moody." He's like, really? "There wasn't it yet." I, somehow I didn't hear that. So they went to him real quick and they showed like the highlight of it. And there were a couple of guys that that jumped up, but nothing crazy, nothing like out of out of the normal, out of you know the ordinary. And he was like, yeah, he just kicked it too low. And then it hit a hand, and you're like, Damn. yeah, that is sucks. Who knows how the game would have gone at that point. But because, uh, I mean, the guy <laughs> drilling 50-yarders like it was no problem. Right. And then misses that one uh, one point. Ugh. All right, let's go to uh, Matt in Framingham. He's up next. Hey, Matt. Hi. How's it going, guys? Good. So. Hey. The, la- the last call uh, stole my thunder about um, what happened in the uh, after the Mahomes interception. Then, for some reason, the 49ers decided to just give the ball right back and punt it away. Mm-hmm. But I-, I just have a very simple question about yes, the game plan that Kyle Shanahan got out there. Was it was it purposely planned to put Christian McCaffrey in witness protection in the second half? Mm-hmm. Did anybody yep. see Christian McCaffrey even play in the second half? Like, you traded multiple draft picks to get this guy for this moment, and you basically stuff him in a locker room in the second half and don't use him? I mean, they deserve what they got last night. As much as the Chiefs deserve credit, how you don't utilize him in any capacity is baffling. I would agree. I don't know why they just hand him the ball. I mean, I, I just a few carries, like, right off the rip. Instead, you're throwing it. You're not taking any time off. Now, I, I'm not suggesting that you just go into, like, you know, burn the clock in the third quarter, but you're not even doing You're giving the ball back to the Chiefs almost immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look. They took uh, three plays less than a minute. Second one was three plays, 143, and then the third one was three plays, 102. So they had the ball for a total of just under four minutes had ran nine plays, had negative yards, and you're just keeping Mahomes in the game. You're keeping the Chiefs kind of just lingering there until they find something that works. Your defense did all they could. I mean, if you say, hey, you're going to hold the Chiefs in the Super Bowl to 19 points in the in four quarters. I mean, yeah, I'd say that they'd be throwing a parade yep. on Tuesday in San Francisco. Yep. Yeah, you're feeling pretty good Bay about yourself. The area is boogieing, but instead... I- that's where the game was lost. That's, I mean, that stretch. you can say yep. overtime, that stretch right there, you've got three chances to eat clocked, you know, get well into the fourth quarter, put them back on the ropes, or finish them and deliver a death blow and put them up by such a degree that there's no way Mahomes, even with all of his magic and his late-game tricks, could, could pull it out. And instead, they idled. They yeah. stalled out on in the middle of the highway when it mattered most. One hour down, three hours to go on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. Uh, and we'll get back to your phone calls on Super Bowl 58, 617-779-7937.